Welcome to the Vineyard Northridge Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by our senior pastor, Neil Haney. For more information about our church, visit our website at vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge. Let me just pray, and uh, I'm going to be brief this morning. Um, I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to getting Wes up here to share uh, some of the things that we're dreaming about this year and want you involved in dreaming with us about. And so um, what I'm going to do right now is just pray the Colossians prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Colossae over us because I believe this is so appropriate this morning as we, as we view what we believe God is calling us to. So would you bow your heads with me? And I'm just going to pray this over our church. Father God, Fill us with the knowledge of your will, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding, and I'm going to add revelation, that we might walk individually and as a church in a manner worthy of you, to please you in all respects, bearing fruit, Lord, in every good work increasing in our knowledge of you, in our understanding of you, in knowing you, in our intimacy with you, in our relationship with you, strengthened with all power, strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit, strengthened with the power of the Spirit of God that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, strengthened with that power according to your glorious might. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. This past summer, my dad, who is one of my living heroes, turned 87, and he has lived a good life. And my dad has lived his life by some very basic biblical principles. Uh, One of those examples of of a, a biblical principle my dad has lived by, and he's passed on to me and my siblings and his grandchildren Uh, Not only by what he said, his words, but also by his actions and example. One of those things was never compromise your integrity. He's told me that dozens of times. Neil, never compromise your integrity. Another thing that he's lived by, and I want to kind of focus in on this, this this morning, is never ask your people who you're responsible for, people who are following you, people who work for you, in his case, to do anything that you're not willing to do yourself. Never ask anyone to do anything that you're not willing to do yourself. And my dad lived by that. He lived by that. And that, those two things, never compromise your integrity and never ask anyone to do anything you're not willing to do yourself, those two things have followed me throughout my adult life. And so in the spirit of that, last week I asked you to basically do four things. I ask you to surrender your life to Christ, to wait on him in prayer, to avoid sin, and to pursue the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, I am committed to that. I'm asking you to do that because I'm, I'm surrendering to the Lord. And, I, and, and you know, I talked about the difference between surrender and commitment, but I am all in in, in, in those four things. So this morning, I want to, um, I'm going to, 
kind of summarize this in a little different way. I, I think a way that we can remember this better without having to have some sheet in front of us. So would you do something with me? Would you put up your four fingers like this? Just put, give me a high four, okay? Yeah, just hold them up. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, as I go through these four things, I'm going to drop this finger, then this finger, then this finger, then this finger. And then there is a fifth one. It's your thumb, and it's going to go like this, okay? So, so, so do this with me. So the four things are surrender, pray, listen, and obey. Okay, real fast. Surrender, pray, listen, and obey, and avoid sin. Okay? And basically it's, it's this. Okay, do not walk in the flesh, but be led by the Spirit. In surrendering to the Lord in praying and talking to the Lord and seeking Him and listening to His voice and obeying what He says. Don't walk in the flesh, but be led by the Spirit. So I woke up yesterday morning fairly early. And, um, and so, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not trying to do myself, that I'm not committed to do myself, that I'm not giving myself to. Well, here's another thing. I asked you last week, if you would pray during the week and, and come to church, not seeking what you're going to get out of the sermon and out of the worship and, you know, how is this going to affect me and bless me and, and, and you know, is it going to be good or bad? Is it going to be something that benefits me or not? But come with the attitude, how can, Lord, give me a word for someone. Give me a, a prophetic word. Give me a word of knowledge. Give, give me some encouragement. Show me who you want me to pray for. And come ready to serve and give rather than to take and receive. And so I woke up and I said, Lord, I've asked my congregation to do this. I've asked the church body at Northridge, at Vineyard Northridge to do this. So I just want to sit before you right now and I just want to ask you to give me words of knowledge, prophetic words for people in the congregation this morning. And I, and I, was, I was trying to do the thing. I was trying, trying to... To, to be an example, I was, trying to do, I was trying to do what I was asking you to do. But as I sat there with my pen in my hand, my journal on my lap, ready to write down those words of knowledge, those, those prophetic words, and I did get some, by the way, and I've given the two that I got already this morning. But instead of hearing the Lord give me a word of knowledge or whatever, I heard him say this, Neil, what do you want? And suddenly I saw what I was doing. Again, like I shared a few weeks back, I was using Jesus as a means to an end. You remember I talked about that? Well, I was guilty again. I was using Jesus as a tool to get a word. Apparently I'm a slow learner. <laughs> and so as I pondered his question, my answer wasn't, I want a word of knowledge or a prophetic word for someone in the church, it became this. I want to love you with all my heart because apparently I don't yet. I want to know you more than I do. I want to know you in deepest intimacy. I want to be one with you. I want you to live your powerful life of obedience to the Father through me. Now, guys, I promise you, I'm not trying to impress anybody this morning with that. In fact, don't be impressed with that. 
because I'm acknowledging to you that I'm still very poor in spirit, that I'm still hungering and thirsting after what I don't yet have, and I'm painfully aware of what I'm still seeking. Does that make sense? I need something I don't yet have. I'm hungering and thirsting for something that I, to, to, to come to a place where I'm so one with Christ, where I'm so connected, so I'm, our relationship is so intimate that when he breathes, I hear it. When he speaks, I respond. I'm still looking to use him to get things that I want. And I, I don't want to overstate that. I have a good relationship with the Lord. I, I'm really seeking him in the mornings. I do journal. I do listen. I spend the first part of my morning devotions just writing stuff down that he says to me but my tendency is still to want to be a Martha and not a Mary and I just want to say this I'm not satisfied with where I'm at and I don't believe you are either with where you're at and I believe that God wants us to reach the lost I believe the Lord wants us to bless the poor. I, I believe he wants us to heal the broken. I, want, I believe he wants us to set free the addict. I believe he wants us to take care of the widow and the orphan. I believe he wants us to reach and impact and influence our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. I really believe that with all my heart. And so I'm not yet living like Jesus lived. And I haven't reached that critical place of seeing Jesus just take over my life and live through me, doing what the Father's doing and saying what the Father is saying. But I am in hot pursuit of that. And I believe these things. I believe these. We, we talked about the promises this morning over our lives that God has spoken over our lives. Hebrews eleven six. God is a rewarder of those who diligently and earnestly seek him. I am diligently and earnestly seeking God. And I want you to follow me in that. I want to lead in that. I want, I'm not asking you to do what I'm not doing. Or I'm not asking you to do, yeah, what I'm not willing to do myself. I believe that when, when, when Jesus said to his disciples, ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open unto you. For the Father, your Father is good and he loves to give good gifts to those who ask him. He loves to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Seek first the kingdom of God, God's rule and reign, and, and all these other things that you need will be added to you. Those are promises in, in Matthew 6, out of Jesus' own mouth. I want to be like the man who was seeking bread for his friend and wouldn't leave his neighbor alone until he got what he needed to feed his friend. I want to be like the widow before the unjust judge. I want to keep pressing in and pursuing every day, coming before my God and saying, God, I need more. More of you. More surrender. More power. More love. More, more influence. I, but I want you more than anything. And so I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. And I believe as I've interacted with you, so are you. We want our lives to count for eternity. And I intend to lead us there along with Wes and Dennis and our elders. Let me just ask you three questions here. Do you want to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Do you want to be filled with all the fullness of God? Apparently that's a, that's, that's a real um, possibility, according to Paul. 
Do you want to surrender to the Lordship of Christ so that he can live his very life through you? If you do, then let's link arms because that's what I want to. In my bi-monthly talk with my, my mentor, Phil Shank, we, we, we talk for about an hour and a half every other Friday. I talked to him this Friday, and I told him about what we're about to present to you this morning, and he said these things to me in his response. He said this. He said, Neil, write this down. Because as you shared what, what you're sharing, you, you know, as you share this on Sunday, please say this to your congregation. Prepare for the Holy Spirit to take you places that none of you have ever been before. As you surrender to the Lord and listen to the leading of the Spirit, He will lead you into your Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other parts of the earth. He said, prepare for the harvest. Walk in the fullness of the Spirit. And then it was really interesting because he's the one who recommended the book Spirit Walk, where I got those four points. He said, surrender fully to the Lordship of Christ. Humble yourself before the Lord and seek Him Listen for his voice a lot. And then cooperate with what he says and what he does through the leading of the Spirit. And and Phil prophetically said, if we as a church will do that, where that goes and where that takes us as a body, we wouldn't believe it if he showed us. I mean, guys, when I heard him say that, I broke out with chills all over my body. And he said, I say that in the spirit of Habakkuk 1.5. So I looked it up. This is what Habakkuk 1.5 says. The Lord replied, look among the nations. See, be astonished, be in wonder, for I am doing something in your day that you would not believe it if you were told. And he said, Phil said, Neil, I believe we're already in the beginning of the, of the next great awakening. He's seeing things happen in unreached people groups He said that, again, you wouldn't believe it if I had time to tell you. So before I invite Wes up, I just want to say this in closing. We need to mend our nets for a catch. We need to prepare our wineskins for new wine. We need to prepare to go into the harvest field, for the fields around us are ripe for harvest. And I do, with all my heart, Want to reach the lost, bless the poor, heal the broken, free the addict, serve the widow and the orphan. I want to reach impact, influence, and in every other way, um, uh, just love on and win our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria. And I want us to have influence in the uttermost parts of the earth. And I'll close with this. This morning, as I was um, reading um, The Divine Romance, uh, it's a little... A devotional book, it's so powerful, based on the Song of Solomon. It says, draw me into your heart and lead me out, and we will run together into the king's cloud-filled chamber. God himself wants to tell you everything he loves about you. He wants to whisper secrets to your heart and uncover mysteries that you have yet, that have yet to be revealed. You have resurrection power flowing through your veins. The greatest treasure in all of heaven and earth lives inside of you. Embrace the truth of who you are and your entire life will be transformed. 
Perhaps you don't fully understand how to get closer to God, or maybe you feel stuck in your relationship with Him. Well, I've got great news for you. He knows what you need and how to give it to you. It is His desire to bless you with a life of divine encounter. You never have to beg for them, but you do need to ask. Ask, seek, and knock. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You never have to beg, but you do need to ask. Open your heart, and He will lead you straight into His heart. Get ready. This will be the adventure of a lifetime. And I'm going to close with the prayer here. And Wes, come on up. God, draw us into your heart, into a life of continuous encounters with your tangible love. Lift us out of complacency and set our hearts on fire for you. Take us from one glorious experience uh, to the next and open your word to us with fresh revelation. Let us see the world through the reality of your perfect love. Amen. Check, check. Good morning. This is only the second time I've ever done this, so this is a little weird for me. I'm used to that, not used to six feet this way. So, um, yeah, I, um, I'm going to be talking a little bit more practically this morning about what we see God doing. Um, to be honest, it would be easy to separate the spiritual from the physical, kind of, that makes sense in terms of like what we're talking about. But to, be, to the Lord, it's all the same. Um, he sees it as one big thing that's happening, right? Um, so for yourself, try not to separate it as well. We want this to be kind of like, this is how we see it happening, basically. This is what we see God doing. Um, so I'm actually going to start out with a little bit of a history um, of this process and where we've come to. So um, about 10 years ago, um, we were, our church was at around 260 people. I mean, it was packed in here on Sunday mornings. Um, but it was extremely unhealthy. Um, there was fighting. There was, um, I can use the term like wolves among sheep, if that makes sense. There were people who were coming as consumers. There were, uh, who didn't care, who couldn't care less about the spirit, who couldn't care less about others. Um, so we asked dad specifically, asked the Lord for a pruning, um, and he delivered. (laughs) Um, and, um, we saw a lot of people walk away and that was a pretty painful time for our church. Uh, I think there's some people here, including me, who are still finding that really hard and difficult. Um, you know, thinking of friends or families who meant a lot to us, who are no longer here with us, and who maybe aren't even walking with the Lord. Um, but I believe that 2020 was the final stage of that pruning. Uh, and I think that actually that was for the entire church uh, in the world. I think the Lord really used that as a, a a tool to kind of separate who values me and my people, <laughs> and that's who's left. <laughs> and and then you know this past year we had um, many amazing families join our church as well, um, and I'm super grateful for that as well. I really feel like the Lord is giving us a foundation to build on. Um, so. We are about to grow. The Lord's been prophesying for over 10 years that he's going to use our church in a, in a way that basically this is home to the city of Springfield. This, this, this church is 
a safe place. It's a place of refuge. It's a place of renewal for this city, and I, I believe beyond. Um, but in order for that to happen, and, and in order for it to happen in a healthy way, we, need, we needed that pruning to happen, and it's happened. And I think now, 2021, I believe this decade will be the decade that God just pours out every, everything on our church. So, um, yeah, um, we, we feel called to two things as our church, especially Dad, as, as the pastor. You know, his calling is um, our calling in a way. Um, you know, he's the kind of the guide, <laughs> uh, the leader. Uh, and I think everybody seems to be on the same page for the most part, but it's our community, Northridge specifically, but Springfield, and the, uh, the two newest generations. So millennials and Gen Z. Uh, basically, if you are uh, 20 to 40-ish, um, give or take. If you have young kids, if you're just now having kids, uh, or if your kids are just now about to be in high school at, at the, you know, the oldest. Um, those people, uh, there's two things that our community and the next generation have in common, and it's kids. Uh, we have, you know, our, our community has three schools in it. Uh, and millennials are having kids like crazy. I'm one of them, and I am having a kid this year. Uh, Kim and Keenan just had a kid. Uh, Jason and Mia, uh, you know, your kids, how old is Penny? Oldest, like four, five. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, you know, uh, Money and Denise, I don't think you're millennial, but, you know, your kids are around that age, and you, they go to Northridge and Rolling Hills, and that's, you're a part of this community. So, like, those are the people we want to go after. Um, so, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but right now, because of the pandemic and because of um, quarantine more specifically, we are in another boomer uh, moment. There are babies being born like crazy right now. Like, like it's insane. Uh, we're part of that. So, um, so um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about um, is, like I said, it's, it's kind of it's a material, physical thing, but we believe this is the final frontier of preparation for this harvest that the Lord is about to pour out on us. Um, like Dad said, it's the, you know, you're preparing your nets for the catch. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of the condition of the children's wing, um, the classrooms in the main, the main room, uh, but it's not great. And... Um, our goal, in, at least this year, is to create a quality, safe space of excellence to reveal Jesus to the next generation. Um, <laughs> Jesus cares about excellence, um, and so do young people, <laughs> like a lot. Um, I talk about their love for coffee I actually think young people like the aesthetic of coffee shops more than they actually like coffee. <laughs> they care the way it looks, they care the way it feels and sounds and everything about it. And if those things aren't cared about, they don't care. Um, and, and that's being blunt, but that's very, very real. Uh, so I, um, I just basically wanna move into the first thing that I wanna talk about, which is the, the, the remodel of our children's wing. Um, and there's many different reasons we're doing this, and I'll explain them. But uh, basically, we just want this place to be a place that kids want to be. We want the kids to be the reasons that the parents come, because <laughs> they want to be here, because they love it, and they, they enjoy being here. Um, 
I, will, I, I do want to share a little bit about the children's um, ministry because it's, we're completely re- revamping, basically. So um, this is the first thing I'm going to talk about, the children's wing remodel. Um, exciting thing about that is um, we're actually renaming <laughs> Kids Time, which is what it was called when I was in the second grade, uh, to The Journey. Um, and thanks to Jason Adams for coming up with that name. We were kind of brainstorming, and I love this. Um, basically, what it's, we're, we're going to be more intentional about what we're going to be calling our organizations. So obviously, you guys know that the, the youth is called the bridge, and that's metaphoric from basically your, there's, it's a bridge from middle school and childhood to adulthood to graduating. Um, and so we want this K through fifth to be basically the beginning of their journey with the Lord. And so, yeah, you're going to start your journey and then you'll go over the bridge and then whatever we call our young adult ministry, we'll call it something else like that, which will be cool. So they'll all make sense, I promise. Um, But um, we have a video that's been designed um, by a friend of the church's. His name is Ryan Traxler. Some of the men's, uh, men's group guys will know him. He is uh, an interior designer, um, and he basically uh, is an architect, and he does like 3D videos and all this different stuff. So we actually asked him to make a video of kind of what we're thinking. Uh, But I do want to add a couple disclaimers. The first one is um, basically he took everything we were going to do with the structure and with the knocking down walls and different things like that, and... He did it all perfectly, but the only thing we didn't really talk about was, like, the colors and the furniture. (laughs) And so he literally took this carpet and these colors in here and just copied it, basically. He... Uh, so the kids wing looks a little bit like our sanctuary. <laughs> that won't be what it will look like, I promise. We, I have a few examples of kind of what we might be going for. Um, you know, we, we, we don't want it to look like the primary colors like threw up on the walls, you know what I mean? But uh, we definitely want there to be color, like right, kids are going to be in these rooms, but we definitely want to have a more modern, more um, kind of cool feeling. Like we also don't want there to be a separation between someone who's in the first grade and is just now getting there and someone who's in the fifth grade who might think like, dude, why is this so kitty? This is super lame. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, um, those are a few examples of kind of maybe what we're kind of maybe a little bit vision-wise going for. But um, Hannah, if you want to dim the lights, um, the stage lights, and then play that video. And there is sound, Mom.
Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so I want to talk about a couple things. Um, I have pictures, don't worry. This isn't going to be just like, just imagine uh, for me for a second. So um, I want to go through, first of all, this is our new sign. If you haven't actually noticed, um, it looks awesome. It looks amazing. Uh, thanks to Doug Massey and his uh, amazing brother, they did an amazing job. This is what it looks like at night. Uh, obviously, it's not nighttime in that picture, but it lights up and it looks incredible. The only problem is right now, it doesn't light up because in the, in the kids' wing, which is the oldest wing of the church, the breakers are all going bad. <laughs> And we actually can't keep the sign on at night. And there's about half the outlets in the kids' time room that aren't working. Uh, so there's a lot of different things other than aesthetic that we're wanting to fix with this project. Um, one of them is uh, we have horrible uh, leaks in the roof right now. We actually need a new roof. And so that would be something that we're going to be adding into this remodel project this is in dad's office. Um, that actually is a new ceiling tile we put in like a couple months ago, <clears throat> but we just can't keep water out. That's in the kids' time room. Uh, the drywall is basically peeling and separating from itself just because of the water that's coming in. It's kind of sketchy, but uh, this light here, um, when it rains, uh, water just pours from it. <laughs> um, and um, there's water damage all on the wood on the sides of the rooms. And there's like subtle, that's a really close-up shot, but there's like subtle mold basically forming because of the, because of the uh, water that's coming into the ceiling. We actually are not able to use the classrooms right now because of the way that this is. It's not really an issue, to be honest, for us because we only have like seven to nine kids per Sunday at the moment. But if we were to have 40 kids, this would be a huge issue. And what would end up happening is we'd probably have to have them downstairs in the youth room, which is right below where we are, and it would be very loud. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, and also, the windows in those rooms um, are single pane, and most of them don't close anymore. They're, they're just falling apart. Like, you could push them open from the outside. They're easy to break. But the, one of the main problems we're having is that it's really hard to regulate temperature in, the, in that wing of the building. Uh, it's very, very cold. We run space heaters. We do all that kind of stuff, which then makes our electric bill go up, and so on and so on. So um, I do want to say as well, um, me and Dad and Doug do a lot of maintenance. Like a couple days ago, me and Dad were up in the attic for like three or four hours, literally just putting buckets under where leaks are. Uh, we spend way too much time on stuff that we really shouldn't even have to, uh, other than actually like doing our job, which is like, you know, this. Um, I, I think like w we've reached a point with our building where it's like, it's kind of, we can't ignore it anymore. <laughs> we can't just kind of do temporary fixes and things like that. So uh, in terms of um, the aesthetic in that room, I don't know if you guys know this, but the last time that that section of the building was updated or painted was 2004, and I was in the fourth grade. Uh, that's a really long time. The carpet was installed at the same time, and it hasn't been cleaned since then, so that's bad. <laughs> uh, we want the kids' wing to be a clean, safe, fun, exciting, inviting place for kids to be and want to be. Uh, we want them to show up and be like, this is sweet. I want to be here. You know what I mean? Like sweet music, sweet like furniture. Um, you know, we're, we're investing in curriculum, but like it's hard to use, like it's hard to have to work with curriculum if you can't even use certain sections of your building and stuff like that. So um, 
the aesthetics are, are, are super important. I, I, I said before that millennials care a lot about aesthetics, same with Gen Z, um, but if families with young kids show up and they go back there, they're just not gonna come back. And it's not really offensive to us, or it's not like they're not offended or anything, and we're not offended by the fact that they don't wanna leave. They just wanna see excellence. And when you walk back there, what you, what you, the impression you get is that we don't care about children, <laughs> that that is not a priority for our church. And the thing is, it is, um, or at least it is, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think it should be. <laughs> and honestly, I personally believe that's one of the reasons we're not growing right now is because young families aren't, they're coming and they're just not staying because it's not some, uh, kids don't want to be there. And it has nothing to do with Karen's teaching or the, or the things she's doing. It's just, it, they don't really want to be back there. It's not something that's drawing them, basically. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the specific plans. Um, this one's a really important one to me. So I don't know if you guys are aware, but this, this room right here, which is where we do the kids check-in, actually used to be a coat closet. There used to be coat racks in there, and we would hang our coats and all that stuff. Um, we actually don't use that anymore for that um, the, uh, the kids check in, there's a desk. Um, where they currently go in is this door right here, which is down the hallway that's next to it. There's a few issues with this, in my opinion. The first one being that this door is really small and kind of hard to find. The second one is it's right next to the men's bathroom, which is kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. I, I've always found that to be strange. I guess it's just the way they laid it out. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be actually sealing that section off so the only reason you'll be going down that hallway is to use the bathroom. Literally no other reason. And we're going to have a desk, basically, with digital check-in for the kids so it can be safer, more efficient. Uh, we're gonna, it'll be easier to keep track of who's here, who's not here. Uh, you know, it'll be easier to check guests in as well with like temporary numbers and things like that. And then we're going to be installing doors in the back of that room that go into the new kids' wing. Well, it's not new technically, but it will be made new. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's this right here. And that'll go straight back into those classrooms. Um, so um, I think it's really important, especially for safety, what we're going to be doing. There's another way into that room on the other side where the office wing is, but they're actually going to be putting like a coated, um, like fireproof door there basically. And so this will be the only way into the children's wing. And we'll have a safety person working so that we can ensure the safety of our kids on Sunday mornings. Um, yep. So the next one is the, the classrooms. This is what they currently look like. I'm actually really disappointed that they look so nice on these pictures. If you were to go back there in person, you'd be like, nah, that doesn't look that nice. Um, the, these trees, when I was like in the fourth grade or first grade or whenever they did this, I was literally like, oh, this looks so cool. And then like three weeks later, I was like, okay, I'm over it. And now it's been, you know, however many years, um, over a decade. So um, this is what it currently looks like. This wall here, uh, right here, is actually going to disappear. Uh, we want this to be an open floor plan. It's easier to see uh, and keep track of all the kids. You know, you can split them up into groups, different things like that. It's just better, especially for growth, when you're having lots of kids in specific areas. Um, so this is what it's going to look like, obviously excluding the black weird tables. Uh, I, I, we're going to be getting new windows. They're one-inch aluminum uh, trim, like, um, you know, they're, they're good for weather, basically. They're insulated. Um, 
And we're going to be putting the Journey logo in lots of different places. It won't be black. It'll be colorful and really awesome. So will the furniture be. We're, we're going to really invest in that. And we're going to be redoing those two uh, over on this, uh, this side here. These two rooms are actually bathrooms, and we're going to be remaking those to be very, very good and accommodating um, as well. So um, now on to the main kids' wing. Um, so not a lot of you guys may know this, but this was actually the original auditorium of our church. Uh, before this section of the building was built, this is where they met. Uh, I think you said at one point they had like 280 people meeting in that room. Oh, 180. Okay, gosh. I was like, that's crazy. Um, that wouldn't be good with the six feet rule right now. But um, So uh, this, is, this is where the main kids' services will be happening. Um, you know, the, like the, the large group settings, and then they'll break up into smaller groups, different things like that. This room is really important for that. We also use it for events like Trunk or Treat, uh, once it's made new and looks a little more modern, we'll probably be using um, we'll probably be using it for other events like things like small conferences and potentially even like the integrated healing um, seminar that we do. Um, so um, we'll be investing in a good sound system, and there will also be a stage for the leaders that we've never had, basically for them to teach from and, and do announcements from stuff like that. So uh, this is what the room will look like when it's made new. Obviously. Excluding, we probably will be going with different colors, honestly. Uh, we don't want it to match this side of the building. We want it to be its own thing. Uh, but obviously, this is much cleaner and nicer than what it currently looks like. Um, I think I want to point out, too, uh, so up here at the top, this is um, stained glass at the moment, and it's kind of dark. Uh, we're actually going to be getting, like, frosted um, normal, like, windows. So there's a lot of natural light coming in from the ceiling. All these windows will also be made new. Uh, there's the stage that I was talking about for the leaders. Like I said, we've never had one in there. I think at one point we had, like, a, like a, with two-by-fours or something, like, that was painted. But, yeah, no, this is going to be way nicer than that. Um, yeah, and um, it just... <laughs> This doesn't look the best. <laughs> it doesn't look very kid-friendly, at least. Um, so, but I, I, I promise, Lee, yeah, yeah, I promise, I promise you it is going to look amazing. So uh, one of the really cool things about this project that we've been talking about, which is actually, it's actually going to be way easier to do, do than we thought initially, um, is, um, so this is actually a window currently in the kids' time room. We're going to be knocking that out and putting doors there, and then this will lead out to a playground. The amazing thing about the courtyard um, where the playground is, is that it's completely enclosed inside the church building. So it's obviously outside, but there is no access from outside the building so that we can really regulate, you know, kids being watched and uh, the safety of that. Um, our current playground that we have is... <laughs> It's abused. Um, basically, the, the main people who use it, besides the kids that go to our church, are high school kids from KR. <laughs> we used to have an ARC, and we basically had to get rid of it because there was inappropriate and illegal things happening inside of it. So <laughs> we were like, yeah, we can't, we can't have that. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, this is going to be a huge thing for safety and to also keep the quality and the upkeep of the actual playground really, really good. Um, and so this is what it will look like. Um, this is actually a pretty big playground. It doesn't really look like it in the picture, but if you see, like, this slide is a six-foot slide, so I could walk under that pretty easily. And then up here at the top, it kind of looks like the sky, but it's not. We're going to be getting a 19-foot 
canopy for over it. So for sun and for rain and for snow and things like that, um, I'm not sure how much they'd be playing, you know, in this kind of weather, but uh, it's basically going to be awesome for protecting the kids from, like, you know, not having to wear, like, sunscreen and stuff like that, but also, um, you know, protecting the playground so that it lasts longer. Um, one other really quick thing about that wing is I don't know um, – oh, there's another shot, sorry. Um, I don't know how many of you have gone in the kitchen in the kids' time room. Uh, but raise your hand if you're helping out in there during the trunk or treat uh, events. There's like one, two, three, four, five. There's six. Yeah, so there, a few of you. Um, that is actually the room in the entire building that has been updated the least amount. I don't think it ever has, and it was built in 1960. So it's 60 years old. This is what it currently looks like. Um, this is another angle. Uh, it's kind of funny. These uh, drawers here don't even open. They're rusted shut, and there's stuff in them, so we'll find out what it is when we, when we dig through this with a sledgehammer. Uh, no, but uh, so this is actually super important, and the thing is, I don't actually really know why we've kind of just gone with this. I guess just we, we've never had the, the means to, but um, this is super important. We, the staff uses this every day. Um, and, and the kids, like when you have snacks and you do different things for the kids in the back, you use it every week. And then we use it for events like the trunk or treat for cooking the hot chocolate and the hot dogs cooking hot chocolate. That doesn't, for heating the hot chocolate, uh, for the hot dogs and you, you know, like for events like VBS, uh, we want this to be, this isn't exactly what it's going to look like. It's just an example of what it could like look like, but we want to get new cabinets. We want to get new appliances and we want to really make this a usable, super functional room for us to actually utilize to, to the full. This is another example of what it could look like potentially. Um, but yeah, and, um, and another thing with the kitchen is the breaker box is in that room. And when we redo the kitchen, we will probably do, we will probably get an entire, we'll get an electrician to come in and put an entire new box in there so we can make sure that our electric is, is reliable and safe as well. So Karen, if you want to come up and share briefly about your heart for this and how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys also, if you guys, yeah, thank you so much. If you just um, want to show your appreciation for her, she, she mainly isn't seen like this, especially like um, on Sundays, she's with the kids. And so, you know, she puts in so much work. Like it's kind of crazy, probably. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So thank you for all your work. You're amazing. So let me just switch that on for you. Hi. <laughs> this is not my forte. I do not like being in front of people. In fact, I'm, I'm really, I guess, grateful that I graduated because I t had to take speech, and it, that wasn't a good <laughs> class for me. Anyway, yes, I am the, the children's ministry, and I wouldn't survive back there if I didn't have some really dedicated volunteers, um, and they have helped me immensely. But when I took over this position, we were still in the um, in the realm of being pruned. And so, I mean, every week you would watch the numbers of the kids back there drop, the number of volunteers drop, and has gotten harder and harder, but we have stabilized. And then um, COVID hit, mm. so I have lost a few of my really dedicated um, volunteers to that. And, and that's fine. They, they would apologize profusely for that. And I said, you know what? You have to do what your heart is telling you to do. You know, what God's telling you to do, if you need to stay home, stay home. 
you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. And we have. we have. It's been hard, but we have. But when I took over, I just felt like I was being given the helm of a sinking ship, mm. you know. And, and if I let it, I could get really depressed about it. But my daughter told me, she said, Mom, it looks like you're, you're uh, frantically bailing the water out just to keep the ship afloat, you know. And, but, you know, it's, it hasn't been really negative because um, I have really grown to love that ministry, and God has allowed me to grow in areas in my life that have been lacking. So, and one of them is my creativity. Um, I really enjoyed um, getting lessons ready for your kids. I really enjoy, um, like Wes said, before Wes even came back home, um, we had had a staff meeting, and they asked me to share what was on my heart. And one of them was, I wanted the children's ministry to be one where the kids were constantly pestering their kids. I need to go back. I want to go back. You know, it's like, excuse me, it's fun back there. Mm. And that, and, and so Wes re, restated that. You know, he had no idea that that was, had been on my heart. And so um, I got to thinking about that. And it's like, you know, as a kid, you, you sit in school a lot all day. They're not going to want to come back here and sit for an hour, hour and a half, however long we have, and do nothing but sit at the table and listen to somebody read to them or preach to them. So I have tried to make it as interesting as possible for the kids. I build sets for them that go along with their lessons. Um, I have turned board games into um, life-size games. In fact, they're, they're back there now doing Charlie Brown again. Uh, we're going do, doing the, the entire Charlie Brown Christmas story. Um, it has been a lot of fun. I think the kids enjoy it um, immensely. Um, and I'm not going to say too much more, but um, I really feel that this is important. I mean, when I saw this video, I was just overwhelmed, you know, because I can take a, a, a um, book from a, a coloring coloring book, a page from a coloring book, and recreate it, make it bigger, put color to it. But I can't take a look at a room, say the courtyard room, and envision that to be a cafe. And that's what they've done with this video. I mean, and it is awesome. I am just so on board with this. When I got up this morning, the Lord gave me some, I mean, I I had just barely put my feet on the floor, and he told me this. And he said, Karen, when you and Tim stood up and dedicated your children to be raised, you weren't standing alone. The congregation stood with us. And it goes that way every year. Every time there's a family that stands up here with their children to be dedicated, you as a congregation stand up and agree with them and vow to raise those kids in a Christian atmosphere to the best that you can. And you may not have... Um, hand-on-hand contact with these kids. But this is one thing that you can do. They are our future. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Yeah, and I, I, um, I've been saying this before, but um, I, I just feel like a, something like this, like actually spending the time to make this excellent shows people that we care about their kids. It shows the volunteers as well. And, and I, I also want to point out, like when I was in kids' time as a kid, the people who were volunteering were the parents of the kids who were there, right? So if we don't have kids, then we don't have volunteers. So, or if we have lack of kids, if we have a few kids, then it's the same volunteers, basically. And that just burns people out. And we don't want that. We want What we want is we want basically to have this excellent thing where people want to be a part of it. 
and then we grow, basically. And so it's not only this, it's not only like the nets for who is coming, but it's also this thing that could potentially get people to stay and, and, you know, we're just checking it out and then they're like, oh man, wow, they really value kids. This is something that's really important to them. So, okay, moving on from the, uh, the children's side, there's a few other extra things that we're going to be doing as well, uh, one of them being the cafe. And this actually is probably one of the cheapest parts of this, act- um, of this um, project, this whole project that we're doing. So this is what it looks like right now. This is our courtyard room. This is actually the last room in the entire building that has the original carpet um, So, like, from when it was built. And it looks gross. It has been cleaned, apparently, uh, but it needs it again. So right now, uh, it was kind of a meeting room, and then um, basically now it's just chair storage, and it's a waste of space, in my opinion, because this is a really awesome-sized room. So, um, sorry. Uh, so this, if those, for those of you who don't know where this is, um, the red right there in the wall is actually where we're going to be knocking the wall out to access this room. So uh, this is the south side of the building right out here that you can see the welcome to the family sign. Um, and so if this is knocked out, this is what it will look like. Um, and we want to invest uh, in the furniture and in the aesthetic of this room because that's basically all it takes. Uh, we, there's going to be a couple plumbing things because we want to make sure, obviously, that we can do excellence in the coffee as well as the way it looks. Um, but as you walk up to the counter, um, basically this counter will have a dishwasher, it will have a sink, and it will have reverse osmosis as well, filtered water so that uh, the coffee will actually taste really good. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then these doors right here, actually in the windows, if I back up just a tiny bit, um, will actually look out onto the playground. Uh, so if there's kids out there, you know, parents will be able to see their kids and whatnot. Um, this is something that also gives us a unique opportunity because we'll be able to partner with local businesses. Like we want to partner with Scouts Coffee. Um, so yeah, for uh, for coffee, maybe even to see if they would be interested in kind of coming and and you know helping us get established in how we make our coffees and things like that. You know, we're talking Schulers as well. We want to have like not just coffee but donuts and muffins and all kinds of stuff like that. And then, like, you know, potentially Unmundo or other, other organizations who are interested in, in um, coming alongside of us. Um, I, I think this is a really, this room, to me, our church values community and fellowship. And on Sunday morning, it seems like that that's kind of gone away. Um, like, you know, we come as the service starts and we leave after it ends. But what I would love to see is basically people wanting to be here before. I remember back in the day when we had all those people, that's something that was happening pretty well was people wanted to be here and I would come at like 9.15 and there'd already be like 70 people here just hanging out. And I want to see that happen again. I want people wanting to be here, not just because it's like, yeah, because we, we're awesome, but more it's just because like they, they enjoy the people they're with and they enjoy where they're at. Uh, and, and so as COVID ends as well, uh, and we don't have to only seven people in here at a time or something. I, I want to I see that place, you know, hopping and, and with, you know, serving food and everything like that. So, yeah. So uh, another, another um, thing that we're going to be investing in during, with this project, and this is a really important thing to me that I've been <laughs> working on a lot, <laughs> is uh, live stream. We really, really need to have live stream. I think COVID um, pointed out how important it is especially for our church body. Like, I want to point out Kenan and Kim in the back. You know, you guys' 
um, birth and everything that was going on, or Parker's birth and everything that was going on with that, kept you away from church much longer than I'm sure you wanted to be. Um, and if you had actually been able to like see the church and partner with the church and um, watch the videos, I think it would have been, you can feel disconnected. Even Dennis, you know, your family had a little bit of a COVID situation a couple weeks ago. You're all good now. But you, you basically wanted, you said you felt disconnected and you wanted to be here. And even just, you know, being able to see the service and see what was going on would have helped you just to get there. Uh, and that's, that's, um, that's really important to, to me. And I also, uh, our generation, me and Lily went to go visit a church. Uh, it's actually Zach Sturzenbach's current church uh, in Cincinnati. And we were kind of like, well, what are we expecting when we show up? So we literally just watched a service online of theirs. And I think young, young, the younger people like tend to do that. And so if that's not really an option, they're actually going to kind of stay away from going to churches where they don't know what they're expecting when they walk in. Um, but the other thing is we're going to spend the money to do this right. Like we want this to be really good quality because the thing about live stream is it can actually deter people from your church. Like if somebody looks at an online service and it sounds bad and looks bad, they're just going to assume this church is fuddy-duddy and they're lame and they don't know what they're doing and they just won't come. And it actually could be completely not true. Like the service could actually be amazing, but it's just the quality of the live stream. People see it and then they immediately throw it out. So we want this to be really, really good quality. I don't know if you guys know, I think I've said this before, but like Lily Facebook lived on her phone a sermon one time in the front row and we had like almost 2,000 views on that video. And so like imagine if we were just live streaming to YouTube, our website, Facebook, and we were doing all this stuff and we were constantly doing it. If 1% or if 10%, let's say 10%, that 1%, what that's, I mean, that's, I mean, we would grow, but if 10% of those people came to our church, that's literally quadrupling in size. So, and let's just say 5%, you know what I mean? Like that's, like that's growth still. And I think that that's a valuable thing to, to go after. So, and then um, just a couple other really, really quick extras. Uh, we're, we're wanting to get a speaker system in, in the church, um, in the ceiling. So that basically you go out into the welcome center, church is starting, you hear the countdown, you hear the music, you hear everything going on. You need to go to the bathroom, you go out there, you can hear the sermon in the bathroom still. You're not missing anything. You work in the nursery, you hear the sermons. You're not missing anything. I know that's a huge thing for a lot of the people who are serving back there is they really, really want to, they, they get fed by the sermons and they really want to, to be a part still. And that's a, that's a way we can bless those people. And it's really not that expensive. Another thing is we want to get new chairs um, in here. These are the original chairs from the, they're 30 years old, basically. And there's a lots of different reasons why. Um, but uh, it's really important to us that, um, we, we update everything in our church to be, you know, modern, basically. Um, also, um, at the moment, uh, all of our locks, there's tons of different locks, and, you know, they, there's, there's keys we've handed out that we've never got back, and, you know, different things like that. We want to rekey the church, <laughs> and we want to we up our security as well. I think that's a really important thing, especially when you're investing in the building. Um, and, you know, for things like the, when we rent out the cafe to, to uh, families who, you know, have birthday parties or grad parties and stuff like that, we want to actually have like a coded entry instead of, that we can put temporary codes on instead of giving them keys that they could, you know, copy or whatever. Um, so, and then with the new live stream, there's going to be a few other technical changes that'll need to happen. Like we're going to have to get new spotlights because um, I don't know if you've ever seen like on a video where there's like strobing light that would happen with these lights. We would need to get some new stuff. So, so we're going to be spending the money to 
um, to invest in the future of our church and where we feel like God is wanting us to be excellent. And we're so close. I keep saying, like, me and Lily will be in the car, and I'll just be thinking about it. And I'll literally say to her, we're so close. <laughs> we're so close to not having to worry about leaks. We're so close to not having to, to being able to, like, actually, like, have people watch our services who aren't even in the room. Uh, we're so close to having a children's ministry that I'm proud of uh, to have people go back there and, and see. Um, so anyway, if, um, Dad, if you want to start to come up, and uh, are we inviting all the elders, or are we just inviting the two who are sharing? Okay. Everybody come up. All the elders come up, please. Um, yeah. The last thing I want to say, uh, I believe this is uh, an investment in the future of our church. Um, and I, and I, I want to read a verse. I, the Lord put it on my heart right before I actually came up. He said, I want you to find this verse and read it. Uh, Isaiah 43, 19. I'm going to read the NLT version. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Um, I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. To me, that room back there is a dry wasteland. <laughs> and we are coming out of the wilderness, and I really feel like this new season, this, this year is already the best year ever for our church. So, go ahead and... Test. There, there we go. Um, I'm going to have a couple of our elders here, but during through this process of of um, determining um, and, and the building project at this point is going to cost around three hundred thousand uh, dollars. We've done way bigger projects than that in the past. Uh, downstairs is of a half million. This project was about six hundred thousand to finish the sanctuary when we did that uh, back in nineteen ninety two. Uh, so 300000 is not huge, um, but it is uh, a chunk of money. We've already been to the bank. The bank's already said, yeah, we'll, we'll work with you. You've never missed a payment. So we, we have the blessing of, of uh, Park National Bank. Um, and so, uh, we're, you know, we, we just needed to know if the Lord is really in this. And so as an elders team, we prayed, and <clears throat> between... Uh, uh, October's, it was either October's uh, meeting to November or November's meeting to September, elders meeting, we, we really prayed and we said, Lord, uh, you know, show us if we need to move forward with this. And we came back and it was unanimous. And uh, I want to ask, um, I want to ask Jim DeKaiser, uh, Wes and I really wanted him to share because he was, he's the most conservative of the group and, and he was, he was not quite sure in that first meeting as we talked about this. And so we, we said, okay, we're going to sit on this. We're going to pray for until the next elders meeting, and then we'll come back and we'll report what we feel like we've heard the Lord say. So I want to ask Jim to share. Where are you here? Here you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, in, in one way, this uh, Vision Sunday is a continuation going clear back to 2015, uh, when we met together as elders and we had an advisor, uh, Rick Evans, asked each, each of the elders, where do you see your church? And con it was a consistent idea that the church was dying. And then his next question is, do you think the Lord is 
looking at your churches are dying. And the consistency was no. The Lord is not, you know, there's a time and a season for everything. This is not the season for our church to die. So he cast a vision for us, and, and then the elders cast that vision on to the congregation to go on, to, that the Lord was wanting this church to continue to go on. And so this is kind of a chapter of that vision yeah. of we're going on. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is needed physically, what is needed spiritually for us to go on as a... And so as I was... You heard... Uh, I can hold that mic for you if you want. Yeah, okay. You heard um, <laughs> Wes say that uh, he mentioned the word fuddy-duddy. Well, I never thought I would see myself as that, but here I am. I'm, I'm the fuddy-duddy of the group. So. Anyway. I didn't mean you personally. <laughs> I can hold the mic for you while you read it. Uh, no, that's okay. okay. I want to I hold it. Okay. Anyway, so in praying for this, you know, in I took the... The, uh, you know, if it says in the scripture, if, if you would, were to build a tower, you would sit down and these, try to decide how much it would cost. So I took the, the positives and the negatives and added them all up. And of course, you know, some of those things are way heavier than others. But in, in, in praying over and agonizing over the, all the material that we were given as to, as to go on, the Lord said, yes, he wants us to go on. And that same day that I was supposed to report back to the elders, this is what my devotional was that morning. It's in two parts, so I want you to hear both parts clearly. The first part is, uh, dare to dream big for God. And and it's Jabez. And Jabez cried out to God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my borders, and that you might be with me and you would keep me from evil, so that it may be, uh, so that it might not hurt me. The Lord granted his request. So that's the Lord is granting our request to expand our borders. The second part is: I hope you have a dream or a vision in your heart for something greater than what you have now. Ephesians uh, three twenty. Excuse me. Tell us that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that you can hope or ask or think. He will not, uh, if we are not thinking, hoping, and asking for anything, we are clear, cheating ourselves. And then this, this book is by um, Joyce Myers, and she says, we need to think for the things of God as done in the past, but think of the things of God, of what he's done in the past, but we still have the faith to think big thoughts, hope for big things, and ask for big things for the future. I always say, I would rather ask God for a lot and get half than to ask for a little and get all of it. So that is Joyce's advice to us. And uh, like I said, that was kind of, I had already decided that we need to go on with the Lord, but that was the confirmation of that. All right, I'm, I'm Doug, Doug Massey. Okay. Um, I am the uh, head trustee, and along with me is just my two apprentices, um, my father and son team. 
the son does a pretty good job. Uh, the father, sometimes he shows up. Uh, <laughs> yep. no, but we've done a lot of projects around here. And, um, you know, Wes, I could speak about the, the age of the building. You know, it's 1960s, and it's, you know, everything in there is just decrepit and just falling apart. The, the electrical panel is push, or the pushmatic, and it just everything sticks, and it doesn't work properly. And we did a great job on the sign, but, you know, we can't even see it now. So we, that's something that has to happen. I can speak about the roof. You know, Wes already touched on that. We got leaks all over the place. Uh, but the one thing about it is, you know, what I do is in a profession is I'm, you know, in construction. I'd be overseeing all this this work. If, if God leads us and we move forward on this, uh, you know, I want to be, you know, in charge. Because we've had other projects in the church before that. Uh, when I first started coming here, it was eight years ago. Um, and then in the last probably, I don't know, three years, I've been uh, an, the trustee and and, um, and then on the worship team, too. And I got to say, uh, one thing that God was talking to me about was, you know, the appreciation I have for, you know, Wes and Neil. I mean, Wes is an amazing talent. I mean, it wasn't until he showed up that really things, we had a vision and things were really moving forward. But I also got to say with Neil, he's not afraid to step out of the boat. They both live by faith. And, you know, they're both interested in the spiritual growth of not only us, but the, the community too. And this is an investment, you know, not in just us and our families, but those that's outside of this, this church, out, you know, the people within this community. This is an investment for people. And I really, it speaks volumes to me of what our vision is and, and what our heart is, uh, what our leaders are. And I really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, um, if there's anybody that's, you know, while well, I got this platform, if there's anybody that has any desire, any skills to help out with projects and that, or you have uh, any contacts of people, if, if God moves us forward, like I said, some things has got to happen. We just got to do it for maintenance reasons. Uh, but if God moves us forward in this, then I'll be looking at getting bids from thing, from people and using reputable people. Uh, we did get an estimate on the roof from uh, Cat and Zero. Uh, is it Cat and Zero? Espinosa, Espinosa sorry. Cat Zero's guy does the produce. Sorry about that. Okay. But anyway, uh, yeah, give me, get with me. Let me know who they are. If you're interested in it, uh, let me know too, because we'd like to have yeah. anybody that's willing to help out you know, with costs and things like that. We want to try to get the most, the best bang for the buck. There's other things outside of just what we talked about. I mean, we got the asphalt out there that needs attention and stuff. If we can, if we can move some dollars toward that too, that's even better. But I uh, just want to say a few things there. So, uh, Dennis, share real quick. Uh, I'm not going to bore you guys. Uh, we, we've talked. Well, anyway, when we were part of it, I trusted these guys more than like, well, they know what they're doing. I'm just a new kid on the blog. But as we started talking about, I remember the first reaction of Jim, which was precious. And by the way, you should know that like there's a real agreement here because not everybody was on the same page. No. And for example, Jim, he expressed uh, his, you know, being concerned, you know, being cautious about this whole thing. And he, and Neil. He said, you know what, we're not moving on with anything until we're on one page. So we're just putting it on the back burner and we take one more month to pray and we get together and we talk. And Jim came and it sounds like God himself talked to him. So nobody was talking to him like he said, well, I guess the Lord said, yes, we should go with that. But I remember his first reaction when he just heard the whole thing and it was his turn to express what he thinks. He said, I'm what, 80 something? I won't even be here when it's all done and like... And immediately, I remember that thing when people of Israel, children of Israel, they, they came to the promised land for the first time. 
Do you know that the olive tree is a huge symbol for Jewish nation? Olive, olive trees. You know that the olive trees, they don't grow fast. You actually have to plant it. And before you even begin to harvest it and enjoy it, years takes place. So every man in, uh, in the nation of Israel have to come to this point when you have to plant something that you know only your children will rip. You will not be there. But you're doing it because you want continuation, you want consistency. And another thing, when we were talking about it, I kept thinking of like new wine, new skins. Jesus said, you cannot use old skins for the new wine. It's just not possible. It's going to be destroyed. The Lord is a wide steward. You remember when Jesus multiplied food? He said, collect all the rest. We'll deal with this. So Jesus, I mean, God is very wise I'm a preacher. You have to cut me off. So, well, anyway, I told you what I wanted to tell. Wes told me that it's probably a good thing to share yeah. those things. Thank you, Dennis. Yeah, so, so there's unity among the elders. Um, and so here's, here's what I want to ask. There's two things, and we're done, and I'm going to pray. On the tables out here in, in the Welcome Center, there are the copies of the introduction to the notebook, but there are also pledge cards. Um, I won't read the pledge card. Take these with you. Read them. There'll be more when you come next week if you forget it. But um, there's a place to respond, fill out. So if you put your, can I get a high four again? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to refer to the thumb at this point. I want you to surrender to the Lord. I want you to pray. I want you to listen. Um, you know, listen really good. And I want you to obey. Pray and obey. That's, that's all I'm asking. So as regards to what you commit to or don't commit to this building project, I'm just asking you to surrender yourself to the Lordship of Christ, to pray, to listen, and then to obey what he says. And, and this is one of the things that I'm asking you to do this with. Uh, Deb and I are going to do this. Uh, the elders are going to do this. And we, we want to do this. And um, we're, we're only going to move forward if we feel like the Lord is, is blessing through this, that we can do this project. So I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I'm not going to put any kind of restrictions on, you know, how much we have to have or anything like that. But it has to be a significant amount if we're going to move forward in terms of monthly commitments. So I just, you know, that, that's no pressure on you. Uh, I've already told someone this morning I know your financial situation, uh, you are off the hook if you don't feel like you can do this. Uh, so don't feel any condemnation because this person is very sensitive, uh, they have a very sensitive conscience and it would just kill them if they couldn't help. I said, don't, don't let that happen. Just pray and obey, okay? Pray and obey. That's all I'm asking you to do. Just seek the Lord about this. You have a month. We're, we're going to take the next four weeks to turn in pledge cards. We'll have a receptacle at the Welcome Center next week for, on, you know, on that welcome desk where you can put your pledges. Or you can just stick them in where, where the offerings go. Either way, uh, any of those four receptacles is fine. Uh, but just pray and obey, okay? Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this precious congregation. Thank you for Wes and, and Jim and, and Doug for what they shared today. And Karen, Lord, thank you for Karen and her precious love for our children and the way she has championed uh, children's ministry. Thank you for the volunteers. But Lord, we just, we just pray right now that you will lead us from here, that if we're supposed to take this next step in, 
in, in, in this final frontier of refurbishing our building, Lord God, that you would make it really clear and you would make provision for this through this body. And Lord, we commit this to you and I commit this body to you. And I say to you now, go in the strength of the Lord. Go and surrender to the Lord. Go and seek the Lord. Pray to the Lord. Go and listen to the Lord. And go and be obedient to Him. And He will bless us. He will bless you. And He will bless us beyond comprehension. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information about our church, visit vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge.